0: You're listening to the Learn Islam podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Telegram for updates on Islamic events and classes. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You know, I feel nervous every time people, you know, very quiet like this. Assalamu alaykum wa wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, good evening to everyone. You know, it's always very, um, you know, nerve-wracking to be the second speaker uh, because now it's already time check 8.40 and I can see some of you, you know. uh, But I want to thank all of you who are here because you make time to be here with us and those at home who are actually with the children but still make time to be with us. So I want to say thank you very much also to Adil for inviting me here. Okay, before I begin, what Ustaz Ayman shared, actually there are lots of overlap. So I was telling him, very good, Ustad, you already cover. Uh, I think, part of what I'm going to say. So um, I can just breeze through. Lah, eh? <laughs> okay, before I begin, I want to ask all of you. I need, I need, I need your help here. Um, how many of you here are parents? Okay, how many of you here are not parents yet? Raise your hands. Not parents yet. Yet, eh? Not, not parents, but yet. Okay, thank you. Thank you for being here, even though you're not parents yet. How many of you are parents of infants? Infants. Okay, this one is very important because we need this for later. You understand why I'm asking you this question now. How many of you are parents of toddlers and preschoolers? Toddlers and preschoolers? Oh, a lot, huh? Eh? Okay, how many of you are parents of primary school going children? Hmm. Okay, good. How many of you are parents of adolescents, teenagers, the most beautiful age? Okay, great. How many of you are parents of young adults? Including me. Okay, not many of us. All right, thank you for doing that. Uh, you, will, you will, you know, find out later why I'm asking you this question. Now, people always tell me that parenting is a journey. But to me, parenting is actually an adventure. It's an exciting journey, full of surprises. You know, one day your children will just say, surprise! You know, Ma, I'm doing this. So I call it surprises. I don't call it challenges, right? Now, today I want you to take a moment. Right now, I want you to take a moment And I would like you to think back on your parenting experience and I want you to rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10. Those who are not parents yet, it's okay. You can rate yourself as a son or a daughter. Those who are parents, I want you to think back. Rate yourself from 1 to 10. 10 being an excellent parent. 1 being, you know, I'm still learning to be a parent. You don't have to tell me. I want you to take a moment, about 5 seconds. What and where would you be? Start mula dengan Fiza. You also do that, eh? Rate yourself. Rated? it, good, good. Ustaz, difficult to rate? Ustaz looks a bit shocked, eh? Okay, never mind. Uh, how many of you rated yourself 10? None. Wow, very modest crowd. 10? Usaiman pun tak 10? Okay. So, you see, when you rate yourself, it could be a 9. I'm not going to ask you. It could be an 8. It could be a 7. But do you notice that there's missing number? a three. If you rate yourself a nine, there's a missing one. If you rate yourself an eight, there's a missing two. There's always this gap. So tonight, I want to invite you to think about these gaps and how through being here with both of us and learning and sharing together, slowly we're going to fill up this gap and move ourselves towards something better, right? So that is what we're going to do today. So, You see, to me, parenting is a role for life, and it's a journey that lasts, alright? Actually, preparing for this talk, it forces me to think back of my own parenting growth. I'm a parent of 20 years already, my children are all grown up, Uh, they are young adults, and I always feel that my parenting lessons are always in progress. I'm always learning, I'm still learning. I find that tonight I want to remind ourselves that all of us are a work in progress. There is no perfection, only progress for us. Okay? And I want us to think whether we value effort or we value results. And how much are we willing to grow and learn from this journey itself? Okay? I want to invite you to do that because when we believe in progress and effort, we will enjoy every single moment of our parenting journey. The mistakes that we make, the ups and downs, the disappointments, the joy, the peace that we have. Okay, so we actually learn together. All of us think that, oh, I'm a parent, I know everything. But as we listen to Ustah Iman just now, even from the prophets, we learn so much that we can learn together with our children and from our children. You know, being a parent, I'm a mother of 23 years, I am still learning from my children and I find that my children are my greatest teacher through, they will let me know whether I'm doing something right or there's more that I need to do, okay, from their words, from their behaviour, their actions, the values they live by. And so, tonight, I would like all of us to take a moment, celebrate those little wins that we have with our children and whatever mistakes we we are making, embrace it. Can we do that or not? Boleh? Alhamdulillah. Okay. So, this is, you see, every one of us in this room, We want the best for our children, right? Yes. So this is the basics of parenthood. I'm not going to go in detail. But as Muslim parents, I think the first and foremost, we want to raise righteous young Muslims, right? And what is righteous young Muslims to us? Children who actually, you know, we want to see our children having the best manners, the best behaviours, the the best morals. We want them to internalise Islamic values, do good for themselves and then pay it forward. But at the same time, we also want to provide education and safety. We want to protect our children from harm. But you see, education is not just about giving them knowledge, sending them to school, or giving them skill sets. Actually, education is about creating a learning culture in our homes. Ask ourselves, are we doing that? Do we have a learning culture where our kids learn how to be responsible, how to be accountable for their actions? We also want to lead and guide them with kindness and mercy. Basically, we as parents, we have the right to support them with love and compassion. And I I was so glad Ustad Ayman mentioned a lot about compassion, kindness, because this is so important to us as Muslim parents, leading and guiding with kindness and mercy. We teach them, we don't punish them. We teach them how to do the right thing, but with kindness, with compassion, and with love. And we're going to talk a lot about that after this, right? Now, in my interactions with parents... Huh? Oh, okay. Right? Remember I asked you this question because I want to introduce you to these six stages of parenthood. Uh, I, when I look at... When, when, when I interact with parents, parents always ask, uh, how do I raise my children? What are their different development age? But this person called Ellen Galinsky, She actually came up with this. She's one of the first researchers that emphasised the development of parents, not the children. So if you look at this, there are six stages of parenthood. And today, what she is saying is this. Children's growth and development, your child's growth and development, actually forces us to change our roles. And this sometimes can be such a challenge for parents. And I see some of you actually put up your hands a few times. Ustaz Aiman put up three times. Okay, he has children: infant, other toddler, other primary school. Some of you have adolescents. You have infant, and then you have toddler. Can you imagine if you use the same strategy, the same skill sets for all the three children? It won't work. It will fail. Why? Because we need to understand that these children's growth and development will make us rethink of our own skill sets and abilities. Okay, example. This room, I noticed a lot of you have children in toddler and preschool. So you are at the authority stage. Basically, it means this stage is when you create rules and you want to guide them to have good behavior more effectively. It is different from a, a parent who is in the interpretive stage, which is the middle childhood, primary school, because this is when you try to interpret the child's experience. In the world and you want to decide when can I step in and when do I actually encourage them to make decisions or make choices independently so you see the two are different I am at the departure stage how many of you are with me departure stage kita de nak terbang. Oh, kita friends eh? departure stage it means that our children are already very independent and this stage we are you know evaluating our own success and failures as a parent so you can see that every stage they have different experiences different challenges different development and if we are not prepared to grow together with our children in terms of understanding the world they are in the challenges they face the changes they are going through then you know what we will face our own parental struggles in Creating or building meaningful connections with our children. So, how do we keep our parenting styles relevant and dynamic? Even in Islam, we are reminded to adapt our parenting style to the different age group. But to understand, yep. Yeah. And the key word here is adapt, adaptable. So we need to be flexible in the way we behave and the way we parent our children, right? So. I want to leave you with this. I'm not going to go in detail. You can ask me later lah during Q&A eh, if you want to know more. But this is also one of the challenges that parents face. Hmm, This thing doesn't seem to like me. Lah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, when I interact with parents in this 21st century these are some of the challenges that they share with me the first one is raising digital native children in a vuka world if you agree with me can you just say yes or agree yes or agree because if you don't say yes means you don't you don't see this as a challenge for you agree ta yes okay now you see we we actually have children who are digital natives themselves. And, you know, in this world that is volatile, uncertain, complex, full of ambiguity, we sometimes are not sure how can I help my child, you know, navigate all these things safely and confidently. Because with the explosion of technology, they are exposed to so much more out there. The social media, everything. They have all the information at their fingertips. So if we are not... Um, you know, we, we, we are not ready to grow and adjust with them, we will find that they will turn to social media, they will turn to the internet to help them solve their life's problem. So this is one of the challenges. The next challenge is actually contradicting and changing social values. Our social landscape is already changing. A lot of things are going out there. Scary things, Right? And then as parents, parents sometimes say, what, how to help my children, you know, I don't know what to do. Because with all these changes, some challenges in the world may not be aligned to our own Islamic values, even our own family values. So how do we then manage this, you know, contradicting belief system against our own family or Islamic values? How do we as parents then support our child? Because... At this point of time, we want our children to internalise these Islamic values, practices, you know, to be applied and practised in their daily life, and then form a Muslim identity. And in Singapore, a lot of parents find this to be very important, Muslim identity. How do I help my children in that area? And the third one, I want to ask you, have you heard of parental burnout? You have. Do you know what is parental burnout? Because, this is something, the first research on parental burnout was actually done in the 1980s. And at that time, they were focusing on parents with uh, children who has tumour, right? But in 2018, a group of Belgian researchers came together and they make a theory that this parental burnout can happen to any parents, whether they have a sick child or not. So what they did was they came up with this measurement called parental burnout assessment, right? And they do it on 900 parents. Who actually have shared that they are going through exhaustion. So from that, in 2019, WHO actually recognised that burnout is an occupational condition and it's linked to things like fatigue and so on. So how do you know if you're having parental burnout? I'm going to share with you the signs, right? But please, when I share the signs, don't say oh, Alama, imila me, me, no, it may not be, right?". But parental burnout uh, will leave the parents feeling completely zoned out you know i give an analogy of uh, like a gas tank this parent is actually running on empty gas tank but there's no gas stations in sight for miles so they are really running on that so they are mentally physically absent okay, from the children's life Right? So when you spread yourself thin, overall, when you spread yourself too thin or you're taking in a lot more than you can handle and you leave little room for error, you want to be perfect parents, you want to be the best parents, then you are creating the perfect storm for potential of parental burnout. Right? But what we can do is actually to recognise the signs so that we can do something about it and we can take positive action sooner. Okay, so in 2021, Dr. Isabel Roskam and her colleagues, you know, the Belgian, the group of Belgian researchers, they did a study of more than 17,000 parents in 42 countries worldwide. So it's a very, I would say it's a very reliable sample. And they found out that um, this parental burnout actually occurs in phases. So the phase one is what they call overwhelming exhaustion. At this phase, the parents are in a very chronic state, stress. They're having chronic stress because they don't know what to do, how to get things done, what to do. So their, their sleep gets disrupted, right? And they feel more irritable, they feel more anxious. And this thing actually repeats on, on a daily basis. So they find that parents with younger children experience physical exhaustion, while parents with adolescent children, teenagers, experience emotional exhaustion because of the conflict that they may uh, experience with their teenage children. And if this overwhelming exhaustion is not, you know, treated or not uh, uh, intervened, then it will go to phase two. At this phase, the parent will start to feel this emotional detachment or disconnect from their child. So they need to distance themselves from the children because they want to preserve their energy right? Then it goes on to phase three. And this is called the loss of parenting fulfillment. These parents will actually tell you, I love my children very much. I love them. But they just cannot stand being around the children anymore. In fact, they have lost their will to be a parent and they cannot stand being a parent anymore. So this parental burnout actually builds the symptoms they build on each other. Okay? The exhaustion, will stick around through the distancing and the loss of fulfillment. So the thing about parental burnout is different from job burnout. Because for job burnout, if you are burnout from your job, you can just have a paid leave or you can just, you know, uh, uh, you know find another job. But for parental burnout, you cannot, there's no paid vacation. And the parent cannot leave this role to another person. So most of the time, they feel trapped in their roles. They feel that they cannot go anywhere and then sometimes they become violent or neglectful towards their children. I have a lot of mothers, um, not that fathers don't, but because I work with a lot of mothers. Uh, I'm one of the co-founder of Ibu uh, Panjang Hayat, which is the vernacular for Moms for Life. So when I work with mothers a lot, they always ask, you know, I don't know why I love my children, but I don't know why I always get angry. I love them, I, I, you know, I sayang them, but when I go home, I see their face, I get angry. They ask me questions so I get angry. Everything also, you know, angers me. Little things also angers me. And I told them, maybe you need to take a moment, right? So I'm going to share later how we can actually take this moment for ourselves. So uh, I we receive a lot of questions. I always receive a lot of questions of um, how can I parent my child? How can I be a better parent? Okay, this is what I'm going to tell you today. You cannot be a better parent you cannot be kind to your children if you are not kind to yourself. Okay, so tonight, I'm going to talk about you as well, as a parent, as a would-be parent, before we proceed to know how to parent our children, right? I want us to take a moment to read this. Just give you a moment for you to read this. Okay, right. The sight of our actions speak louder to them than our voices. Okay, what it means is that, in other words, what we do is more powerful than what we say. Right, our actions and behaviour are more powerful. I'm going to do a little trick here, okay. I'm going to ask you, everybody do this. Just do this. Human me lah. just do this, okay. When I say... Go. Okay, sorry. When I say clap, eh? when I say clap, all of you will clap together in unison. Can we practice that? Clap. Good. Okay. Let's start. eh? Are you ready? Okay. Ready, everybody? Let's go. Thank you. You just proved my point. What did I say just now? When I say clap, we clap. But what did I say just now? Let's go. And you see me clapping and you clap. So that shows that our actions are more powerful and has greater impact on uh, our children than just our words, okay? So I'm gonna share with you tonight, in the last few minutes, of this thing I call the parenting shield. It encompasses everything that we want to know. Shield stands for self-compassion, H, hope and optimism, I, infinite possibilities, E, emotional connection, L, Love within boundaries, you heard of unconditional love, but what is love within boundaries? And lastly, what is divine trust? Okay, if you have this shield, we are able to manage anything that we face and we can help our children manage anything in terms of struggles and difficulties in this life. So I'm going to start with self-compassion, right? How many of you here feels that you are very critical of yourself? No need to tell me, just think. We are always most critical of ourselves We are very hard on ourselves And we always assume that when things don't go right It's always our fault But sometimes these things are beyond our control So being compassionate to ourselves Is actually the most difficult thing to do But if you are able to take care of yourself Without negative self-talk That is the greatest act of self-love That you can give to yourself Right? So when we start start noticing That you are starting to speak negatively I want you to take a moment Take a deep breath, forgive yourself, and focus on the moment. Start focusing on the moment. If you feel exhausted, share openly with someone you trust, with someone who is supportive in an environment that is not judgmental. And when we talk about self-care, now Ustad mentioned about we must first take care of our health, right? That is self-care. But a lot of people, especially mothers, will think self-care is selfish. It's not. Self-care is actually selfless. We are doing something to help ourselves in a way that will energise us, will balance us. So if you find that it's so difficult, you know, for me to have a self-care routine, I want you to start small. You, you know, take tiny breaks, for yourself, it can be a 20-minute coffee break And five-minute you know, time in the bedroom Or you can take time to listen to your favourite podcast uh, After grocery shopping, in the bus, on the MRT, in the car I know one mother who actually will zikir While you know accompanying the child, watching their programmes And then I know one sister who will walk and zikir at the same time That is all self-care Find your own What would that be? What is it that makes you happy and feel balanced? Think about it and do it for yourself. That is manageable. Okay? Now, hope and optimism, a lot of people always say, "Yeah, I don't have time, I don't have time, right? I used to think that way. Until I realised, actually, we don't manage time. We manage our priorities. And when we manage our priorities, when we know what is important in our life, we are going to give focus on what is valuable to us, then time will manage on its own. So I would like you to take a moment to ask yourself, what are your values? What are the things that are important to you? Reconnect it, reconnect back to your values, have be very clear on what your values is, because the moment you do that, you'll find everything you do more worthwhile, including your parenting adventure. It will become meaningful, you become more grounded, you become more focused, and then you find that everything else is just noises and distraction. So you see, when we become more purposeful, we actually see hope and optimism in everything that we do, right? And we become more at peace. And I want to tell you this, being happy and being at peace are two different things. You can be happy, but you may not be peaceful. But when you are at peace, you will find happiness within. So I want you now to work on being at peace with yourself and others around you and your children and your spouse, because when you have the peace, it will give you the emotional and mental strength that you need in your parenting adventure, right? So these are the legacy that we want to leave our children with. And infinite possibilities, we want to open up these possibilities and I want to encourage you today to change the words you use. Focus on could instead of should. I can, I could, I want to instead of I should, I must, I need. You change one word, see how that will reframe the way you see things and the way you look at the children. I want to give my best instead of I want to be the best parent. I want to give my best, I want to do my best. Just change one word and see whether that will be an infinite possibility for you. Okay? The next is emotional connection. A lot of times, we think emotional connection means I have open communication, I have meaningful conversations with my children. Oh, that's emotional connection. No, it's not. Emotional connection is when, you know, that soothing voice you have, that comforting tone you have, that calming touch you have, that eye contact you have, the time you have, this is emotional connection, right? If you ask me, I would say, I think this one start mentioned, listen with understanding, and I would say, listen with openness. When your child is talking, put away your phone, turn to your child, be engaged, listen with interest, and then understand and respond with words that will encourage your child to share more. Don't react. Because when we react, we stop the conversation and the child will not share with you anymore. So, I would like to encourage you to practice these three P's. Ni combine Ustaz I said. Three P's. The first P, be before we react, we pause, then we respond. Second P, be fully present with your child. The third P, have a lot of patience, not just with the child, but with yourself and with the, uh, with, with the process that you're going through. So, pause, present, patience. Presence, not presence. See, we all overlap, huh? we think alike. Okay. Next is, to love within boundaries. Now, as much as we say, oh, you know, we have to listen, we have to acknowledge their feelings, we also need to teach them about boundaries. What are acceptable behaviour, what are not, right? And studies have shown these parents that when the child have boundaries and structure at home, they actually feel more secure. It's not the other way around. They feel more secure when they structure. And I want to leave you with this formula of discipline. Formula of discipline equals to 90% teaching, where we guide them, we support them, and only 10% of correction, where we punish them, where we teach them accountability, where there's consequences. And they share that, the research shows, if you turn this formula around, 90% correction, school, school, lecture, lecture, only 10% teaching with love and kindness and compassion, you will get a result that is opposite of what you want. The child will not get any better, they actually will get worse. So let's have love but within boundaries because the moment the child feels that they are hurt, they feel worthy, they feel worthy, they feel hurt, they feel understood and when you're home, you have a balance of love and structure, you are raising a child who will grow up with trust and respect for themselves and others. So this is important. And last but not least, divine trust. I think we all as Muslim parents want to raise our children who have strong faith in spirituality. And what it means basically is that we want to raise them in a home that's full of love for Allah, who have full trust in Allah's plans and knowing that Allah's plan is the best. And that strong faith and the trust placed in Allah makes us more hopeful and resilient. And that is what strengthens us inside. I'll give you an example. You know, if you have a twig or one stick, it's very fragile and it breaks easily. But you put those sticks together, bind them together, it will be so strong, it will take great strength and great difficulty to break the stick. And that's resilience. That's what resilience is. So when you have the internal strength, we can manage any external struggles that come along our way, any challenges. But we need to do it layer by layer, stick by stick, twig by twig, with patience. Right, And then sometimes we wonder, how come some people, they face adversity, struggles, but yet they are happy and contented. Some, they have everything in the world, and yet they are still unhappy and discontented. The answer lies in gratitude. That is giving thanks to the things that we have. So when we teach our children to be thankful, to be have gratitude towards Allah, we are teaching them to focus on what they have, who they are, and what they can be. And when we do that, we will have no space and, you know, in our mind, in our energy to focus on other things that are unnecessary. So gratitude is the fastest, the easiest and most powerful way for us to create this healthy, feel-good feeling for ourselves and our children. So let's start being thankful today and the days to come for everything that Allah has blessed us with. And that is the secret to happiness. And I want to leave you with this saying. All of us here today, let's build a parenting community where everyone feels supported, where effort is appreciated, where safe space is created. And all of us are all learners. No one parent is better than the other. Okay, thank you very much. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. May you have a wonderful parenting adventure.